It's very comforting sometimes to see that in the, in the Gospels that the disciples had no idea what Jesus was talking about because sometimes the Scriptures can be just as mystifying to us <laughs> that Jesus says something and we're like, uh. But his, his, his encouragement, his instruction to the disciples today is simply, he doesn't actually say, you must understand everything that I'm telling you. He simply says, keep these words before your mind. Um, he says, the Son of Man is going to be handed over into the power of men. He's predicting his passion and he's simply encouraging his disciples to keep that before his mind always. And this is one of the number of times in the Gospels that Jesus, as he's going about and teaching and healing and doing all the different things of his ministry, he's reminding his disciples that he's going towards his death. He's going towards Jerusalem to be handed over and to be put to death because that's the ultimate journey that he's come to go on. All of his teaching and his miracles and all of that only makes sense when he goes to his death and is able to lead humanity through that into the resurrection. And so that's always what we are to have in our minds as we walk this path of discipleship with us, that Jesus isn't just here to kind of give us a nice word of teaching or to answer a prayer here or there, but he's wanting to take us on that journey towards his cross and then through to new life in the resurrection. And like the disciples, that's not always something easy to understand, but we can still hold the, the mystery of that truth before us and be open to what Jesus is leading us into, because that's, of course, going to be beyond what we expect or what we imagine or what we can understand. I wanted to just crack open this image from the first reading then, which can, can speak to us of how, how we can be open to this kind of stepping towards the cross and through to the resurrection, that more that Jesus wants to lead us into. There's an image here that can speak to that for us. Um, which let me just go back and, and see what Zechariah is saying here because Zechariah has this vision of the temple in Jerusalem and the angel comes and he's measuring up the temple and just wanted to point out here that when the, when the second angel comes, he says that Jerusalem is going to remain unwalled because there's going to be so many people as well as cattle in it. Um, and this could seem like a very unsettling thing for the people of Jerusalem. Like, and this was a time when they were just settling back into Jerusalem after the exile and wanting the security of the city to be built up again. The, and the walls were, of course, the important part of that. But what this image is talking about is it's really talking about the new Jerusalem when all of God's people from all the ends of the earth will be gathered in and it will be overflowing because so, there will be so many people in the, the heavenly city that the walls won't be able to contain it. But that's okay because God is there and God is the wall that surrounds and protects the city. So we need not fear that there's no walls around it. But it's good to remember that this, this still would have been unsettling to think that the walls weren't going to be there for those who, who had the, the earthly Jerusalem, the city, in their mind. They were thinking about their own security right now. And we can feel the same when we sense that God is wanting to take us from where we are in the security of how we're feeling at the moment or where we are spiritually or where we are personally at the moment and take us into that more. Um, it, it usually means... a a breaking down of something of the security that we have or something of even the familiarity that we have. 
perhaps breaking down those walls, perhaps making it seem a bit more crowded if there's, if there's more life flooding in. But it's very much something like this. If we're to follow Jesus towards the cross and then enter into the life of the resurrection that he has in store for us, we need to be willing to allow the walls to fall down and allow God to be our protection so that he can let this little life that we have that we're holding on to and trying to live out, he wants to allow that to overflow and burst forth as we share in the life of God. So that can seem unsettling or difficult for us, um, and it might even seem a little bit abstract and difficult to understand, but as Jesus encourages the disciples today, we can simply keep in mind that this is all that Jesus is on about as he leads us on the walk of discipleship. He wants to share with us his life. He wants to share with us the, the life of God, that perfect communion and love. He wants us to live in that. And that requires of us something of a letting go of the now and allowing him to take us into the more, perhaps breaking down our walls um, and allowing life to overflow in us. So even though that doesn't make sense to us or we might be afraid to ask him what that's going to look like, he simply wants us to keep that in mind so that we can trust him, so that we can allow him to lead us one step further along that journey, one step further into surrendering him the situation of today. And then tomorrow, we're called to surrender him to that situation that is tomorrow so that he can continually, step by step, lead us into that new life which he wants to bring us.